Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, whenever it is that you are listening to this podcast. This is Dan Teets, and you are tuned in to another throwback episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. Now, today we are actually doing something a little bit different. Normally, I'd be delving into the archives to pull out an episode of Be Kind Rewind that has aired in the past. Not today. We are doing something totally different for the throwback episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Recently, I was um, invited on to another episode or another podcast called I Helped Make That, and it was with Liam Higgins. He reached out to me because he knows that I am doing Disney movies and we actually had the opportunity to sit down with a member of the cast of the 1992 movie Newsies. We sat down with O.G. Banks, who is one of the dancers slash actors in the movie. And so this is mine and Liam's interview with them. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with an all-new episode, so tune in then. Hope you enjoy. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree, killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. to another episode of I Helped Make That. It's me again, your host, Kevin Higgins. And today we are going to talk about Newsies. We are joined by one of the dancers who is also a professional voice actor and a former Power Ranger. I am, of course, <laughs> talking about Ogie Banks. OG, OG. OG, I always get He is the original OG. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. fine, Liam. <laughs> we have Daniel Teets of the Be Kind Rewind podcast. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you for having me on. It is a pleasure to be speaking to a Power Ranger. I didn't even realize that that was a that that was a real thing. <laughs> and the reason that I have decided to have Dan on today's episode is because he actually has his own Disney podcast. Isn't that right, Dan? It's, a, it's me and one or two co-hosts, depending on who can actually make it on. We take the take the podcast in or we take the movies in order and we discuss the pod discuss the movies um break down what we liked what we didn't like and then we actually determine how they actually fit into the modern day or if they fit mm. 
and by modern day, I mean, are they represented in the Disney theme parks? Are they, um, are they just a movie that nobody really knows about? Or is it like a cult classic like Newsies would be? Yes. Now, speaking of podcasts, if the Newsies strike didn't go well and they were in modern times, you know what they could have started? A podcast. <laughs> yes. They yes. could have started a podcast to get the word out there that they are being treated unfairly and hopefully get their way one day. And you know what they could have used to record this podcast? Anchor. You know why Anchor? Because it is the easiest podcast platform to use. You just sign up for an account, record on Anchor, then post it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the platforms. So if you want to create your own podcast, try Anchor today. Now, here is how this episode is going to go. Like I did with Ice Age, first we are going to do half of the episode doing I Help Make That, where we interview OG about his experience making the movie. Then the other half will be more in the style of Be Kind Rewind, where we talk about the movie itself, including the good and the bad and everything <laughs> about the movie. So with that being said, let's get started. Welcome again to the show, OG. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell me, OG, you were a dancer in Newsies. Yes. So did you have any musical theater experience? Um, not really. And and even though I was uh, um, called a dancer in Newsies, they, um, Kenny Ortega and all of them when I auditioned, they, they actually called me an actor who moves well. Like that's, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my title because I came in as an actor, but I did have some dancing experience. So I was that they said, oh, gee, you are an actor that moves very well. <laughs> so now let me ask you this. You said, yes. so was this your first like moving experience? For a movie? Yes. Now, um, and how I got to um, Newsies is um, through Kenny Ortega. I was working on the TV, a TV show with him. Um, I call the name of that TV show. But from that TV show, we worked on that TV show. And, and he said, hey, Oge, he pulled me over. He said, I, I have this project coming up for Disney that I think you're going to be perfect for. He goes, and I want you to audition. I'm going to send the information to your agent. I was like, Oh, okay, okay. Um, and they sent the information to my agent and he told my agent to kind of try to get a New York accent, you know, because it was all newsy style. So they wanted me to get all this newsies um, kind of uh, background. I did as much as I could back then when I was a little kid. But um, the big thing was, yeah, this was uh, my very first like um, dance movie, big production audition. I 
never did anything like that. Uh, um, and seeing, um, and then going to that first audition and seeing all the people auditioning, I, I was, my, my jaw was on the floor. I had no idea. I mean, all, all these dancers and everything. I mean, it was pretty overwhelming and really cool at the uh, Debbie Reynolds studio and, uh, mm in the in the valley out here in LA yeah I was at Debbie Reynolds studio I'll never forget that but yeah um yeah it was a lot of people at that audition a lot of people out there yeah so then tell me how many weeks did it take until you heard that you had been cast uh it took a it took a little while um I'd say it took about a month or so because they were going because they were looking for dancers actors singers and some that could do all of that together so yeah by the time i finished the audition i think um i heard something back within like three or four weeks three or four weeks i heard something back yeah and did the audition require basically just showing off your dance moves or how did it go okay so here's the audition so <laughs> you walk in there with all these people Right, so you, there's all these people dance. You see people stretching their legs up in the air. You see people touching their toes outside. Like you see some major dancers. Then you see some hip hop dancers. You might see some ballet dancers. You see some, you see all kinds of different dancers. So I'm walking through seeing all kinds of different dancers. I sign my name up, you sign your name up. So audition, you know, you name, your agent, your informate, contact information. Um, and then what they do, is they put to, uh, people in the room, they separate people so they get like, let's say 50 people each in the room and they teach you uh, choreography, like a, a part of a choreography. So um, uh, it was Kenny Ortega and Peggy Holmes, who was his assistant. And Peggy Holmes kind of went through the, the choreography for 50 of us. And then like, then they did another group, I guess in another room. And then after like the big group, you learn the number with the big group. Then they put you down into smaller groups to critique you. So then from the 50 people, then you're only dancing with like four people, right? And then everybody else is sitting around looking at you while you're doing your audition. Now, with this being my first kind of musical audition, I am not used to people being in the room when I audition, you, like other actors, I mean. There's usually, of course, the director, the producer, the casting people, but your fellow actors, you know, all of them in the news, they're sitting around, the dancers are sitting around looking because, you know, so then it, the four the four actors or dancers would go up and they would do the routine. And after you finish the routine, they would say like, say it would be number one, two, three, four. They'd say, number two and three, you stay. The rest of you can go and thank you very much. And then it would just continue like that as they whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down. And that process takes all day, all day. Like I was there all day because as you, as you keep whittling down, then there might be a little more choreography. Then it, it just, that can, that process just continues. It's like wash and repeat until they get down to um, about, they, they start looking at heights. They started looking at uh, how tall we were, how we matched up against each other. I mean, it was an all-day process, but um, yeah, it was it was something I've never experienced like that before. You know, of course, after I did, but yeah, learning all that dancing, um, giving it your all, uh, 
I think we even had to do singing at the audition too. They even, after the dancing, we had to do some singing. I mean, it was a, it was a total musical theater audition. You know, I mean, musical movie audition. I mean, it was, it was a lot of stuff entailed in it. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as it whittles down, you see, like, like, uh, like I said, when I first got there, tons of people, tons of people. But by the time I left, it was like, you know, nobody was there. I mean, they keep whittling it down. And then you see the people just discard away, discard away. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool process. Pretty cool process. But then when you leave, it's like you can't, you can't say, okay, oh, I got it. You know, one of the last, you're still on pins and needles, not knowing because you don't want to bust your bubble or, or, or zinks it or anything like that, you know? So, uh, you know, you just sitting there waiting and yeah i got the call probably like two three weeks later when the initial audition was done did you have a callback or was it just that whittling procedure down from yeah no i think i think there was there was i think there was a callback there was a callback that where they they just dove into it even more they massaged it even more um but by that time by the callback time there was not a lot of people you Mm -hmm. know not it wasn't like last time there was tons of people by the time there was the callback, they really had the people that they wanted. And that's when they, that's when really the sizing up, matching up, making sure they had every height of kids, making sure they had the different looks they wanted from the kids um, to portray the stuff. That's when they really got down. Uh, the, the callback was, the, the initial call was, you know, they saw you can move and sing and everything. The callback was, they were really getting down to who they wanted, like, Height-wise, uh, if they were stocky, skinny, uh, the, their hair, um, did they look like a newsie? Did, did they not look like a newsie? Did they fit the crowd? You know, all that stuff went into the, the callback, you know? Yeah. Well, I will say that I'm not totally surprised it went like that because, not to brag, but I auditioned for West Side Story. Oh. So, so yeah, the initial audition was very similar to what you were describing. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't get a call back. Uh, although actually that's fortunately and unfortunately because the bad part is it's a great movie directed yes. by Steven Spielberg. So it would have been cool to be in that. But I'm not sure I could have done all that dancing or yes, done yes. choreography <laughs> as complex as that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and in front of everybody, like at a drop of a hat, you know, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done, um, musical theater before, you know, Mm -hmm. for high school and I'll have to be honest. I'm, I tried my damnedest Mm -hmm. to always be in the back because I have no sense of rhythm. (laughs) So you were more of a chorus line guy than than the main <laughs> guy like yeah. OJ. Yeah. <laughs> now take me through the actual acting process because I've I've got the I've got the movie on right now, muted in the background. Okay. Uh, okay. It's got Christian Bale who came the Batman for most people mm-hmm. in the two thousands. Yes, a very little name, little known actor known as Robert Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> what was it 
I mean, obviously you were on, you were working with these guys day in, day out. Did they pull you aside and say, hey, do you need to do this? Or was it more the director or the producer that was giving you pointers? Um, great question. Great question. Um, uh, I would say, yeah, you're right. It was the director, producer, but it was also Christian, the actors. Um, it was, uh, we were a community. We were a family. The re reason why is because we, all of us worked on that project for, it took like two years almost to make that, to make that movie. The reason mm -hmm. why is because like the first whole year was just the, the rehearsals, mm -hmm. the dancing, the singing, the acting. Uh, and when you're talking about going through the acting process, what they did like with Christian, learning the rope twirls and all that, all the cowboy stuff, you know, he was in his, you know, he had his um, private people teaching him that like real cowboys came out to teach him that real. Oh, wow. um, we had stunt people. I remember we had a stunt day. We had stunt day. So they had professional stunt people come out and we learned to, um, we learned how to do stunt battles. We learned how to tumble. We learned how to jump off of buildings because you see all the fight scenes, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they prepped us for everything. So the, the, so there would be like, um, you know, um, you know, that there would be singing parts where we singing, they go through the scene. We'd go through rigorous, you know, the, um, the producers and, and conductors for all the, the music, like the, the Disney music, the did those Disney music people would come in one day or some several days. And then we'd go through the music stuff. Um, everything was like sec sectioned out. Um, but, but back to little, little hints of taking you to the side and everything when we were actually filming and say, um, Christian is there, like, oh, there was this one scene where Christian is doing his, Christian is, uh, rallying us up, getting us, getting us prepared to go on strike. Right. So Christian is getting us prepared to go on strike and he's rallying the troops and he's getting us all fired up. And so, and I remember, you know, and I remember talking to him and he was, you know, and I was like, uh, you, you ready? And he was like, yeah, you know, he was like pumped up. Him <laughs> getting pumped up made me get pumped up and made everybody else get pumped. It was almost like, almost like a football game or something. You know what I mean? We were all just getting, getting hyped. So he started his speech and we were just, and I was just so pumped up and getting into it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember Kenny Ortega, he stopped production. He goes, stop, stop. He goes, OJ. He goes, get over here. <laughs> I go, okay. And he goes, I love that emotion. He goes, I love that emotion. He goes, get that camera over here. So Christian started doing his speech. And I was just like, yeah, right in the camera with the speeches, you know, and then started, um, and then I started pumping up the rest of my music friends. You know, it was just, I, the scenes like that, it just, it kind of domino affected. I mean, just the energy that would come with it. Oh, I remember another scene with the, uh, with the, the 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 kid who played, I can't think of his name, but the kid who played in it. But anyway, there was a real serious scene. We were all there for the real serious scene. Uh, he had to cry. A couple of them had to cry. And and I remember I remember we had to really prepare on the set to really be there, but to really give everybody space to to feel, to breathe, to take in that thought that's going to make them feel, to feel what's going on around them. Uh, all of us played a part in, in making each other and every actor feel 
like that scene, like it's real, like everything was taking place. Like they could look, we could look at each other and really feel the passion. When somebody was playing a nun we, and she's passing out the bread to us, you know, as the, you know, as a little news, like we feel that as we're getting the newspapers, you know, just the energy, you know, um, you feel all that stuff. But um, that, that energy on the set was just electric. It was electric for everything. Did I, I don't know. I probably answered your question. Probably you did. went off on a tangent, didn't I? <laughs> Tangents are good because that, that that's what makes for that's what makes for entertainment. Oh, cool, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but to build off of that, yes, there was a lot of a um, a lot of kids of different ages on the set, from like <laughs> ten to twenty, and I know there were some. People over 20 playing newsies. <laughs> cough, Max Casella, cough. <laughs> that must have been kind of weird. <laughs> Did that was that kind of a weird dynamic? Um, it it was. I mean, because back then I was in school back then, so I was like being taught on set. So <laughs> I I had a teach, so I had a teacher on set, and I was like, my time was limited. Like the adults got to film later. They got to stay on set later. They got to rehearse later. And Max, I remember Max. Yeah, he was the the older the older gentleman on the set. But uh, and it, he was coming from Doogie Howser and everything. And it was just like, wow, you know, it's like, wow, this guy, this, wow, this is. It was just kind of surreal a little bit. But 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 um, yeah, I remember they kind of kept they kind of kept us separated because we were the minors. I was a minor back then. So since I was a minor, they kind of kept us separated from the adults, quote unquote, people over 18 and everything. Um, so, um, you know, we were in our kind of kids trailer with our teachers and doing homework and stuff. And um, they would always boo when they, we would be in the middle of rehearsal and they'd say, OK, we got to let them go because we, they they have schools tomorrow. They'd be like, boo, boo. We wish we were kids. But um, yeah. <laughs> That happened a lot. That happened a lot. <laughs> now, was there actual learning? <laughs> Dan. You could go back to Dan, acting. You such a sneaky question, Dan. Such <laughs> a sneaky question, sir. Hey, I ask the hard-hitting questions. You do. You do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So to be real, um, uh, uh, our teacher was the best. We had a great teacher. Now, as far as school academics, it was good. We he he did teach us a lot of school academics. It wasn't as tough as it would be in school. Like he wasn't like a tough teacher. Mm -hmm. But the wonderful thing about him is he was outside the box. So he would give us projects outside of our school to do. Like because we were kids in the arts, he would give us artistic kind of things to do that no other teachers would. So even though we had our homework, he would what he would do is he was a great kind of like. He, he knew how to schedule it like, okay, we need to get this much homework done to satisfy this. We all need to, um, it was, it would be test time. We all would have test time. Mm -hmm. um, so he had everything ordered, but there wasn't like a demanding, um, it wasn't, school wasn't like so demanding, demanding because we, like you said, there's only three hours. We only had like three hours or so for school, <laughs> you know? So, but um, it was all crammed in, crammed in as much as possible. But then it was also hard because here you are with Christian Bale on set and you're dancing and singing. And then they're like, go back to school. You're like, what the <laughs> hell? 
I don't want to go to damn school. Like I want to, I want to be out there, you know. So it's a mentally as a kid, it's hard, you know, it's hard. But um, but there, there is, and and to be honest, there are some students that do very that do well. But then there are some students that don't do a darn thing at those schools. Okay, so <laughs> so it depends on depends on who you are. You know, it, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. <laughs> yeah, but now to piggyback off of that, she said it took like two years to make overall. Yeah. How much was spent on the rehearsal and pre-production phase and how much was spent on filming? Yeah, the um, the most majority of the time, I'd say probably like, um, yeah, 70% uh, of it was was rehearsal. 70, 75% of it was all rehearsal, pre-production. It was a lot of preparation, a lot of preparation. We did, it was so, it was, the, pre the prep for it was so long that we had, we took a break for about a month. Everybody, everybody was just so worked from everything, dancing, the singing, the acting, learning where to go and all the sets. And we took a break for about a month. And then after month, uh, within that month, they prepped for, for the shooting. And then uh, after, after we took a month off, then we went to filming. And once we started filming, because we were so prepped and ready for all, you know, all that time that when it came to filming, we were pretty much like, you know, remembering boom, 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 you know, it was like, uh, like remembering plays. Like, okay, I remember this scene. Okay, I remember what to do here. I mean, of course we need some brush up, but the good thing about Newsies with it being such a big cast and being so many dancers, we all could help each other with choreography and remember, remember the choreography, remember we, we um, uh, remember um, where we need to be, where we need to stand. Remember if, oh, you had a hat on in this scene. Remember, you have to put your hat on, you know? Um, uh, Anne Margaret, I remember Anne Margaret in the scene with Anne Margaret. I was up there in Anne Margaret and I was looking up at Anne Margaret and, and she goes, Diamond, you're missing your glasses. You had your glasses when you were looking at me last time. I was like, oh my goodness, you're right, you're right, Anne Margaret. You know, I put my glasses on. But you see, everybody helped in every little way on that set. But majority of the time was preparation for sure, for sure. Uh, you need that preparation uh, just to mentally get it in. And then as soon as we started filming, boom, we were, we were, we were knocking them out because we filmed on set. We filmed, um, you know, sometimes downtown. I remember downtown LA we filmed. Uh, so onset, offset, um, and with everything, once once we started going, it was like a well-oiled machine. We really started rocking. Yeah. So they actually turned L.A. into 1920s New York? No, it was just, it was like a one, it was this one fight scene. It was like for a theater. Like they used one of their old, an old theater. It was an old theater um, in downtown, I remember. I remember it was like an old theater. And I, the reason why I remember it was because it was, one of the only outside uh, shooting, um, you know, shots that we had because mm -hmm. most of them were on set. But they wanted to use this old theater, and I remember it was like one scene. I'm not sure if it even made it in the movie, but um, but yeah, that's all it was. It was just one theater. It was a one theater downtown. Yeah. Okay. So then you did all this work, and then it was finished. By the time it was finished, you were like 18, 19 years mm -hmm. old, right? So yes. you would have now been legally an adult mm -hmm. and in college. So like, 
about a year after filming, right? Uh-huh. The movie comes out and it's initially a box office bomb. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did that make you feel given how much work you put into it? Horrible. I mean, horrible. <laughs> I mean, especially being a young man at that time and all my feelings are like, whoa, you know? Oh, it was the worst. So what did, um, and, and then I also had where I lived, I had a couple of buddies that I used to carpool with to rehearsals all the time. So what I what we did is I called them up and <laughs> to make ourselves feel better and everything, we would wear our Newsies jackets and we would go to the movie. We'd go to the movies and we'd say, we'd like to go watch our movie, please. And we would go watch our movie. You know, that's what we, and we would enjoy it because we knew people weren't going to see it and they'd let us in the movie to watch our movie, you know? But um, yeah, that hurt a lot. That hurt a lot. That hurt a lot. But you can't take away the experience that we had and the friends that I made on there, you know, which was awesome. And, and then it's funny that I did that so long ago, but look at today, June, what, of 2022, and I'm talking about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that actually wanted, that actually um, makes, uh, makes me wonder, when did you first find out it had become a cult classic? Um, I didn't find out until, until we had a, we had a reunion. We had a reunion some years ago, and I, I think it was over a decade ago or something. But when we had the reunion, and Kenny was there, and we were all there, Kenny Ortega, I'm talking, and um, and we were celebrating each other, and that's and getting back together and seeing each other, and, and that's when we were talking, and and everybody, you know, got worried how much it, you know, how people were liking it. It was cold. Uh, people were telling us how they were getting emails, how people getting them up, talking about it. So through our little Newsies community. Oh, and there was, and there was like, uh, we had a Newsies fan club and this girl, this head of the Newsies fan club, she was like really good in keeping all of us together, like keeping us updated on what was going on with Newsies and everything. Um, I remember she, she was really a, a, a really big part of like knowing that there was a cult. I mean, she, she kept she kept us abreast on everything. She was really she was really on top of it. But that's but about the reunion and when and when that when the fan club the head of the fan club hit me up. That's when I I was like, oh wow, that's that's cool. That's like that's cool. You know, that's really <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. But that's when I found out. That's when I found out. When you're walking down the street, do people? recognize you as dancer number three so I, don't, I don't think i don't think you had a name on the credits snaps I'm they soft. call me snaps they call me snaps okay. they call me snaps dan you and your question dan. <laughs> <laughs> so no when i walk down the street no people do not recognize me at all and especially i mean for one it was a while ago and i i'm mm-hmm. I, I looked way younger my skin was way smoother. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, you, you look good. Very oh, thank good. You, thank you. I appreciate that, Liam. But um, no, then you know, but plus, Dan, 
I, I, they would probably recognize me if I had like my bowler hat on and if I had my suspenders and if I was walking around dressed like a newsy, then I would probably get recognized. But yeah, no. Not <laughs> what did you think when you heard they made a Broadway show? I was okay. Okay, at first I was like, so I was like, well, so when they say cult, so going back to your when to find out it was a cult, I was like, so that's when I was like, oh, so people like this. But when I found a Broadway show, I was like, well, whoa, people like this. I was like, whoa, this has a a good following. And then then I really thought I was like, wow, how are they going to do that? I was thinking, I was thinking, how are they going to do that? But then I thought, I go, wow, the music is phenomenal. I go, the dancing routines, mm -hmm. already there. I was like, how can you, you know, I go, storyline, already there. You know, I was like, the only thing they'd have to figure out is just the set, what to do with the set. I was like, that's, it would seem perfect. It would seem awesome. Um, and then, um, yeah, yeah. So I saw, yeah, I saw that, um, but I thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. I wish, I wish I could have gone to New York to see it. That would have been, that would have been great. That would have been great. But yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. I thought that was pretty amazing, you know? And it kind of makes me feel like it's a little timeless, you know what I mean? Like it's going to go on for for a very long time, meaning the Newsies. Both of them are on Disney+, Plus, so both oh. the original movie and the theatrical release are on Disney+, Plus, which oh. is how I'm actually watching the movie as we're speaking. Okay. So... And and when when I got the when I got the original request, I was like, okay, which one am I supposed to be watching? Because <laughs> Dan, you cracked me up, Dan. You cracked me. Up. Well, I mean, I'm. <laughs> you, that's true. I'll, I'm 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 gonna be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm the I'm the type of guy that that comes into movies not researching things so mm -hmm. i was like let me let me look and try to figure out who's og what is what is he and and i'm actually seeing you popping up on the screen as we're talking now <laughs> and th th this is this is actually the pump up scene this happened oh is it is it the, yeah <laughs> yeah but and and now that i'm talking to you i can i i can point you out every time that you pop up on the screen i'm like there he is i i have no doubt about who i'm talking to who is a i mean he's a he's a legend now because of this movie yeah. and he has gone on to do voice acting to do power rangers which that's i i need to know what power ranger you were so that way i can go look for that now okay okay uh the episode is called green no more um, and we were we were the dark rangers. They had us come in as the dark rangers. So I was the dark black ranger. So take so all the rangers basically the, he made an evil version of the Power Rangers. I actually so, do know you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a child of the '90s. I grew up on Power Rangers. So uh -huh. now that now that you're saying that, I remember the episode. See, okay, okay, okay. So we were the we were the dark rangers. So. Um, and I and I remember and I uh, this is a funny one, Dan. I remember on the set I was like, okay, so if I'm a uh, a Power Ranger and I'm supposed to be evil, I should probably be 
probably have some muscles, but I have no muscles. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and back then I really had no muscles. So me and the guy who played the red the red bad ranger, they said they they went, they actually knocked on our door and they said, five minutes before set. And we looked at each other, we go, we looked at each other, we said, okay, push-ups. So I swear we tried to we tried to do push, we were doing push-ups. Before we went on set, we did so many push. We did as many as we could. And we went out there, nothing, nothing got pumped up. <laughs> we went out there thinking that we were like, actually thinking so we could be extra bad in our scene. Like, hey, you know, we, we were trying to get tough. That was our way of getting tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Doing push-ups. So the actual movie montage where kids are going out doing push-ups right before they have a big fight, that was you. It so was. It so was. It so was. And it worked. It worked mentally. I thought I was. I said, I'm puffy. I'm puffy now. I'm a little puffy. Now. I'm a little, a little more puffy. <laughs> okay. Now, now that we've gone back to newsies, I guess this is. It's time for the Be Kind Rewind portion of the show. Oh goodness. Daniel, do you want to start? <laughs> I'm scared now. Now that now that we actually have someone who is who is a member of the cast, it's it's scary to actually talk about a movie that you are with you on camera. But I've done it before, and I can't wait. They they've all been cool about it. I can't wait. Yeah, I honestly most of to to be. 100% honest with everyone who is listening or who will, who will ever listen 35 years in the future when the Newsies 50th anniversary comes out. And they're like, oh, well, he did this interview. I go into most of my movies knowing very little about it. So that way it's brand new unless it's something like Davy Crockett, which... I mean, everybody grew up watching Davy Crockett on set. Well, my I had three channels, so I, I pretty much had to grow up watching Davy Crockett. I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I'm not normally a fan of musicals, but I dug this. This was this was right in my wheelhouse because I'm a communications major. I dug everything about going on strike. And the big question, one of the big questions is how would they actually redo the, if they were to make it a 2022 Newsies pod or a 2022 version of it, it's, it's like Liam said, this would be a podcast. You would, you would actually break, you would actually break down. Oh, well, we don't like what's going on. So we're going to get out there and tell people what, is wrong with society. So that was my first takeaway from it. And then when I started digging into who was actually in it, we had Bill Pullman, we had Vincent Del Pino and Bruce Wayne from the future. <laughs> and I didn't even know that Robert Duvall or Anne Margaret were in this were in this movie until I was like, these were people that were fixtures in movie society. 
And looking at it now, it had a $15 million budget. It did $2.8 million, which that's another thing that I look at is how much is that in today's money? It's it's not going to pay for your salary now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the that's where I come in on it. And, I mean, I would... I would watch this again. I've got a 18 month old son. I want for him to be immersed in history. So the, the fact that you've got Brooklyn, all the boroughs, even though it's shot in LA, now that we know that (laughs) it's, I would want for him to watch it because it's, wasn't it based on a true story? Didn't it yeah. say that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And so I, I, I dig history. I, from the very beginning, this is this is going to be something that's going to be in my watch list that may get watched once a year until mm. I actually start, until I officially cover this on my podcast in about fifteen years. Mm. Since mm. we are in the seventies. Mm going to take a little bit to actually get to 1992 and there you are on screen again (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is i dug this i don't i don't know why people didn't like this and i mean this isn't just pandering because People will listen to my show and know that if I don't like a movie, I'm going to tell you point blank. I didn't like it. Worst movie ever made, Old Yeller. Mm. Which I know it's shocking, but I've watched it twice in my life and I've cried both times. Mm-hmm. And don't want to watch it again just because it tears you up when you get to it. And now I'm making you think about it, aren't I? Yeah, so no, I'm thinking why? So why don't you like it? That's one. So if it if it gives you that emotion, why? Well, I'm a dog person, so I mean, even though they give the little twist at the very end of the movie where he gets the brand new dog, mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm tearing up thinking about it. It's not it's not my cup of tea, and I mean I've done a hundred plus episodes now. Yeah. And people will know that if I don't like a movie, I'm going to tell you yeah. several times. Hmm. And I welcome them to write me and say, hey, you're wrong. This is a good movie. Mm-hmm. But with this movie, it's definitely one that is a touchstone. And I don't know why it didn't get the the love that it's getting now, back when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I I will say I can maybe I thought the movie was fine. I can maybe see like because the movie is kind of a historical fiction narrative, uh, and you know, like most of the characters were, were amalgamations of real people than actually based on real people. Besides the three, you know, the three um, besides Joseph Pulitzer. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt and I mm-hmm. think like one other mm-hmm. person like most of them were just sort of 
combinations of fictional people. Critics might have been turned off by just the idea of a clean cut Disney musical <laughs> about this subject matter. And it might have it, it might have um fogged up their viewpoint of it, you know, made them kind of walk into it kind of with preconceived biases. Mm-hmm. So that might be why it wasn't it didn't get the best reviews coming in. Like that's kind of what I'm thinking. And yeah, I will say that I understand, you know, it is a Disney musical, so it can't be quite as harsh as it probably was in real life. But I'll admit there was sometimes the cynic in me thought, oh come on, you could have portrayed a little more harsh than it really was so i can kind of see that um so that's probably what i'm why i'm thinking maybe it didn't get the love initially well yeah it and even with it being a disney movie it does i mean it with the exception of vincent del pino dancing as he's doing on screen right now it's it's (laughs) not it's your clean cut you're going to have everything taken care of in two hours, two hours and 15 minutes wrapped up in a nice tidy bow. The boy's going to get the girl at the end and everybody's going to get happy. You don't, I could see that being their reason for not liking it, but at the same time, it, brought attention to things that you wouldn't normally see Disney taking a look at. That that's that's where I'm coming from. So mm. yeah. Yeah, uh that's true. In fact I do think even though I think the movie is just fine, I do think it's at least good for kids and that it does bring awareness to this really harsh thing that happened in the past Mm -hmm. and also just has an empowering story for them you know of these kids speaking up of them you know not just letting the adults take advantage of them so i do think it does have a very good message for the kids (laughs) as well as you know bringing a good you know store a you know, just shining a very important light on, you know, a a piece of history many might not know about. Mm -hmm. I will say, you know, sometimes I wish it was a little less Disney Channel-y, like (laughs) Robert. (laughs) I felt like Robert Duvall's, Robert Duvall's a great actor, Mm -hmm. usually. But I wasn't really a fan of his performance here. He kind of portrayed Pulitzer a little too much like a like a mustache twirling villain. Like, but again, that's that was more sort of the writing and direction he was given. Mm-hmm. Than than really him, you know. Well, let me let me ask you, OG. Has yeah. since found out that this is a cult classic now and 
now that there is the Broadway production on Disney Plus for everybody to go out and watch along with your version, which may be a slightly better version because it's actually on a set. Has there been any talk of any kind of attraction or anything like that at Walt Disney World or Disney Paris or Disneyland? <laughs> okay, um, good question. Um, I haven't heard of an attraction, but what they have done is, I know at, at the Disneyland, what they do do is they do have a little Newsies number that they do with Mickey Mouse, and they have some some of their cast members dressed as Newsies. Um, and they and I know at like for instance uh, here in California, California Disney is that what's called California Disney? Yeah, at California Maybe Disney. What's that? I said it may be this week. They change yeah. their name so often. So. <laughs> well, over there, I know that they have a they have a trolley that comes with Mickey Mouse, and they're ringing the bell like extra, extra with the Newsies, and they do a whole mm -hmm. Newsies dance with the paper and everything. Um, so I know they have that, um, and that, but th that's not all the time. I know that was like peppered in here and there. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, but I haven't heard of an attraction like a permanent attraction. Um, but they, but they did, and I was surprised when I saw that, you know. Um, um, but they do, they did, they do have that. But I have not heard or seen anything else besides that. Okay. You know. Well, at least it's getting some representation because yeah. I mean there are so many movies out there that, I mean, they're touchstones of the era that don't even have. Mickey Mouse walking down the street doing anything yes. like that. So that's yes. a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll admit sometimes Disney's current success confounds me because like to them, a movie can make literally a billion dollars, <laughs> but if it doesn't sell much merch, they'll just act like it never happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, like, um, I, like I think I remember a, a couple movies like of theirs have like made like a billion dollars and then like they never talk about it again <laughs> just because it didn't like sell a lot of merch or whatever like most of their live action remakes for one thing <laughs> uh, but anyway getting back on it so Dan you've shared your thoughts I've shared my thoughts uh, OG, when you when you saw the movie all come together in the mm -hmm. theater, like what were your thoughts? Well, well, my thoughts. I mean, you have to understand. I was I was a young young boy back then, so I mean, I was just like <laughs> elated. You know, I was just elated. Um, the one thing I remember seeing, I remember going to the Pacific Cinerama Dome on Sunset Boulevard to watch it. Um, is it on Sunset? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's on Sunset. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember going and I remember big screen. It was a big screen and seeing everything on the big screen was pretty amazing. Um, I thought I thought it was good. My if I my, uh, the part Michael Lerner played of the uh, the guy who sold us the papes, mm -hmm. um, he played his character really good because he was a scary, you know, he was scary to us kids, you know, because 
he was always trying to make money off selling papes. You know, we tried to buy papes and, you know, he tried to nickel and dime us, you know, but he played his character so good that in real life, he kind of scared me a little bit. And then, but I, but I, but I seen what he was doing on set. And then when I saw it on screen, I was just like, whoa, it like really popped. Like, because we did a lot of scenes with Michael Lerner, you know, mm-hmm. trying to buy the tape. So I was like, whoa. Um, also seeing the, being there on the sets and seeing the sets come to life on screen, uh, how they came to life, the horses, the apples, the people walking in the background, how that all just came together. Like, as you see it in one, you know, when you hear the person saying, background, action, action this people action and then to see it on the screen just all come together and like how it fits um to be honest it was like that hollywood it was hollywood magic it was magical to me man you know um that's what kept me going in this industry and kept me um just um kept my heart heart abreast with it um it, it was just a it was a wonderful night plus it was you know my my feelings on it too are different because all my, all my friends are in the movie so a lot of the a lot of my, in my family, I mean, I became a family with those people for two years. So it's kind of, it was kind of like watching home videos, you know what I mean? Home videos, like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh, oh, that was a good scene, you know? It's kind of like that. So it's a whole different take on watching the movie. So I enjoyed it. You know what, though? Having this um, podcast interview with the both of you, Liam and Dan, um, it's making me want to watch it again. And especially Dan, after you said you have an 18, 18 month year old, I'm like, Oh yeah, I have my son. I should watch this with my son. My son just turned five. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch this with my son and see what he thinks. So um, it's uh, it's getting me there. So um, I want to see what it. I want to see how I feel looking at it now compared to back then when I had all those the gummy drop cotton candy feelings <laughs> already going in my heart before I even watched the movie. You know, so I want to see how I take it in now. But yeah, but but but. When I took it, when I first saw it, I mean, I mean, I was like, yeah, one of my first movies. So I was just like, whoa, you know, it's awesome to me. I mean, you know, it's going to be awesome to me. You know, I'm going to love it. Yeah, I I know the rush of having, uh, you know, your first project. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, and I will also say that, you know, this is, um, just the whole, you know, the critics weren't that crazy, but people who grew up with these movies have grown to love it thing is just a phenomena you see all the time in the 90s. Like there was Now and Then that has like 33% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's like considered a classic with mm-hmm. Millennial Girls mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, Millennials in general, but especially, you know, Millennial Girls and Hook. There's another perfect example. Ah, Hook, Hook, that's so funny. Okay, Hook, you mentioned Hook, so I'm going to say this. So at the time, they said, if you weren't working on Hook, you were working on Newsies. Newsies and Hook were were in production at the same time. So they were Newsies, Hook and and Newsies, they were fighting as far as like casting people, dancers and all that kind of stuff. I remember, I'll never forget, they were kind of like, it was kind of like Newsies and Hook were both like filming at the same time. That was like kind of the big deal back then. I remember that. That's that's so funny. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Yeah, you know? but it ha- it happens all the time. Like 
Sandlot, I think, has like a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that's not, oh, that's not great, but you know, it's considered a classic now. Yeah. Yeah. Sp- Space Jam has like a 44%, I think, and it has yeah. a sequel. It was popular <laughs> enough to get a sequel 25 yeah. years later. Yes, 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 yes. I know. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, I guess at the end of the day, even if critics don't love a movie, you'll never really know like yeah. what, what audiences are going to latch on to, especially when you consider the movie is, it, it's a movie that's aimed towards a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty big. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But I I love the fact that it's a cult thing now because I'm I'm to to me I think wow they must really feel the love and feel all the work that we put into it. we put in a lot of work and effort into that movie you know with all the rehearsals and everything that was kind of a disappointment like you know all the combat fighting the dance rehearsals the singing and then for it to be like yeah it was like oh man yeah but um but now that people are are uh, actually seeing it again it's like wow, they're, it's like, oh, they're appreciating all that hard work and love that we put in there, you know? They're seeing it and feeling it themselves. At least I'm hoping. (laughs) I think they are because, I mean, if it weren't a cult classic, you you wouldn't know about it to be able to even say that we got a, a Broadway musical out of it or yes. anything like that so That's people true. are going to be watching this for the rest of time now what they think about it every person has an opinion just like everybody has a and i'm not going to finish it <laughs> so okay i got you i got you <laughs> yeah i will say this even though i was kind of met on the movie personally yeah. And, um, I will just say that there are a lot of popular musicals that I personally dislike far more than this one. <laughs> uh, I won't name names. But anyway, that was I Helped Make That. Thanks again for coming on the show, OG. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me, Liam, of course. And thanks again, Daniel. Thank, Thank you, Dan. You're, you're, uh, yeah. All right, and everyone, have a good day now. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye.